Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. We're getting some more developments on this bank deal. We'll try to get to that a little later in the program. In the meantime, this girl's walking down the hall, 15-year-old in school. Uh, there's a, a Pledge of Allegiance going on. A teacher comes out and accosts this girl for not saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And it is not, it is not mandatory, uh, to the best of my knowledge, anywhere in the country. But should it be... Uh, what do you think? 874-9390-800-529-5572. You're using my money, money that I'm compelled to give to the government, and the government then provides you with this free education. The least you could do, some might argue, is pledge your allegiance to the country that's funding your free education. Uh, let's see. Mary says, my son currently attends Hickman. That's a high school uh, up here in Columbia, for those of you in Springfield. Uh, he said the pledge is said every morning on his A days. He, is, uh, he said he's sometimes the only student standing, and sometimes two or three other students stand as well. For his other class B days, and, and I'm not sure what that is, A days and B days, uh, he said an average three kids stand. We've raised our son to always stand with the pledge, uh, with his hand over his heart, uh, and uh, to stand during the national anthem. It's unfortunate that others have not taught their kids to respect the nation. Frederick, on the other hand, says kids should absolutely not be forced to say the Pledge of Allegiance in school. And anyone who says that they should does not stand for the pledge they're actually saying that they're actually saying. And I don't actually stand for this country. And they don't actually stand for this country and our values. Our ideals, and specifically our Constitution. Well, what do you think? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Or go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message there. Tom, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, uh, Gary. I appreciate you taking the call. Thank you. Where, where are you calling from? Uh, Columbia. Ah, good. Go ahead. <laughs> I tell you very quickly, uh, the background that informs my perspective on this is the fact that my father at the age of 22 was a B-24 bomber pilot. He went on to a career in law enforcement, becoming a chief of police in a Chicago suburban community. I have an older brother that served in Vietnam and a twin brother that had a career in law enforcement in San Francisco. That being said, um, my analysis of the issue that you're raising uh, as is usually the case, is somewhat of a Gordian knot. There's more than one issue at play. Uh, first and foremost is that um, if Missouri, like some other states, had a true school choice uh, for parents to consider, it would be a horse of a little bit different color. We don't have full free school choice here in Missouri yet. Uh, I have a lot of roots in the state of Illinois, which is far worser, if you will. <laughs> but, uh, the, <laughs> the other element of this is that having looked at such things, believe it or not, as my father's high school yearbook from 1943, uh, the true strength of the American character and the American power, if you will, force of will, if you will, as a uniform bound community comes from the true freedom that we have to make this choice. It was Americans coming together, making voluntary individual choices to fight a Second World War, for instance. Um, when government issues a mandate of some sort, whether it be at the federal, state, or local level, 
it takes away the essence of people making individual choices. So my conclusion or ultimate reaction to your Gordian not question is that the sooner we do away with state departments of education, the sooner we do away with the federal department of education, the sooner that we move towards truly free choice for schools, then people can make some voluntary choices and we can get a movement from the ground up in terms of what people aspire to believe in and what they're willing to stand up for and put their lives on the line for. <clears throat> so, uh, I, all right. So I got to make a long story short. It may be too late. Uh, but I think what you're saying is that, uh, the, the questions that I'm asking are looking for a band aid when in fact the real solution is to get the government out of education, let everybody make their own choice. Bingo. Perfect. Thank you. I'm a two-term. I served for two terms in a public school in Illinois, and I could not agree more with that perspective, uh, Gary. It's critical to this country to get the government out of the way. Um, uh, you know, last comment, because uh, you have to move on. I looked at my father's physics textbook that he used in 1943. I had physics twice in college, and my textbooks did not compare, did not compare with what uh, schools used to produce um, when people were of a mindset to take res individual responsibility for their own learning. Yeah, as the government gets more and more involved uh, in anything, whether it's health care or education or retirement, it gets increasingly poorer and more expensive at the same time. Tom, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, let me go to uh, Barbara. Barbara, good morning. How are you? Well, good morning. How are you? We're fine. Great. Just listening here from our humble home in Lebanon, Missouri. Uh, I was raised in Colorado many years ago. My husband is a native from here, and we both agree that when we were in elementary school, uh, without the privilege of kindergarten, but first grade up, we were uh, already aware of the Pledge of Allegiance and the symbolism of it, their our our responsibility to recite the pledge, cover our heart, and we knew that that flag was more than just a, a, a piece of cloth. It represented so much more. Uh, in Colorado, the Indians, the natives of that area had been and, you know, they were very badly mistreated, much like the blacks down south, and maybe worse. But we knew that that flag represented freedoms. My brother was in the Korean War. My husband was uh, in the Vietnam era. And those things are not taken for granted by the children of those parents. We taught our kids to respect, respect the the pledge now these days if a child is not taught that then i think they should at least respect those who are uh, reciting the pledge and if they don't want to take part just simply stop in place don't make a show of your disrespect but allow those who do to go on with the pledge it just is really irritating so many aspects of our life, ball games uh, and schools that allow the disrespect to happen. Yeah, they're not supposed to interfere uh, by law with anybody who wants to say the pledge. 
Uh, they're supposed to just sit quietly. Absolutely. And just, you know, because so many people died for that right and died for for the right of those to not stay. We understand that. But don't disrespect the ones that want to say the pledge. All right. Barbara, thank you very much for your call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Let's talk real estate tax. We've talked about the personal property tax, but I'm increasingly angry uh, about real estate tax. So uh, we'll cover that in the next few minutes. You're listening to the Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 19 minutes after 10 o'clock. So looking at uh, the uh, real estate tax uh, on my place and really getting more and more upset about this. As you know, a couple of years ago, a couple of friends of mine, including uh, 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 Dave Rowland uh, and I, we decided we were going to go after the personal property tax. We drafted this uh, legislation. We got it approved by the Secretary of State and the Attorney General. All we needed were signatures, uh, sufficient numbers to get it on the ballot, and we could have voted on getting rid of the personal property tax. The problem, however, is uh, COVID hit and uh, we didn't have millions of dollars to pay somebody to get our signatures uh, and we got stranded and it, it, it didn't get on the ballot. So I'm opposed to that, but I also, and, and, and this really bothers me a lot. I also don't like the fact that we have a real estate tax for our homes. Everybody, at least most people that I spoke with, agree that the personal property tax ought to go away on cars and boats and motorcycles and farm animals, et cetera, and all that crap. But a tax on my house seems just really ludicrous to me. I know we're all used to paying it, but if you were on a fixed income, retired, you run the risk of not having enough money to pay to keep the house that you paid for. And I find that really offensive. Now, economists will tell you that it is probably the most dependable source of revenue that a government can collect. Understandably, you you might... You might avoid taking your medication or eating dinner to save enough money to keep the government from seizing your home. But this this shouldn't this shouldn't happen. You own it, you've paid for it. No matter what, you will always have to keep paying on it. Uh, if 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 you just had an insurance payment, you paid off the mortgage, you might just have insurance. Totally affordable. You might forego insurance. You might think, eh, I don't need it. Uh, I, I'm, the house isn't going to burn down and we're not in Tornado Alley. I don't know what might convince somebody not to insure uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in uh, value. But you might be able to do that. If you were really, really broke, you could... You could cut back, but you can't because we're taxing something you already own, and it is your home. It is the largest investment the average person will make, and it 
it, it's it's ludicrous. How did we decide that we were going to do this? At what point did we think this was a good idea? Maybe because it started off as a very small tax, and 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 we accepted it. But it's gotten beyond that. Principally, it's wrong to do this. There is a story at uh, Cato. The Supreme Court should end home equity theft. Geraldine Tyler, 94 years old. Think about this. Think about your grandmother, your great-grandmother. She's, this woman is 94 years old. She owed the county $2,300 in rent, what we call property tax, but it's essentially rent, on her Minnesota condominium. She eventually accrued $12,700 in fees. The local government then took the condo, sold it to pay the taxes. The condo sold for 40 grand, and Tyler owed the county 15. But the county didn't return the excess 25 grand to Tyler. Instead, the county pocketed the excess equity in her home. Now, does anybody within the sound of my voice think that anything that I've just said or described is fair? Do you think it's fair to tax somebody's home? Well, we do this all over the country. There's, I, don't, I don't think there's a place to be found in the country where they don't charge you a tax on the property that you own, the real property that you own. Even in New Hampshire, where they don't have an income tax or a sales tax, they've got a property tax. Why in the hell do we have this? Now, as I was pointing out before, economists will tell you that it is the most dependable source of revenue. Of course it is. You don't want to lose your house if you can help it. So you'll make all kinds of other adjustments to make sure you pay that tax. And these economists will tell you that the government needs this kind of revenue, the kind of revenue that they can depend on. You know, if they, if they just charge a sales tax or even an income tax, the economy could go south. People could cut back on their spending and they wouldn't get the sales tax revenue. People could lose their jobs. They wouldn't get the income tax revenue. That real estate revenue, that's dependable. And that's what economists will tell you. It is the most dependable source. But when the market takes a hit and you lose your job, that's not dependable for you. You simply have to cut back. You've got to scramble to save yourself. But the government doesn't? I find that troubling. I think the government needs to reassess the way it taxes and the way it spends. And if there's a recession and people aren't buying as much and they don't get as much revenue, why should the government be any different than you and me. Why shouldn't they have to reassess their spending habits? Why shouldn't they have to cut back? Why should they have this dependable source of revenue at a cost of people losing their homes? 
I'm in favor of getting rid of any tax on any product you already own. I think that would be marvelous. Absolutely fabulous. And the next step, of course, would be to get rid of the income tax. You know, if, if you went to just a consumption tax for the state of Missouri, every time the government or some progressive or even Republican wanted to increase spending, they would want to raise taxes, it would affect you directly. Every time they propose a tax increase, everybody gets affected, not just the rich, everybody and everybody would probably be disinclined to approve. That would help control spending. If, you, if you're raising taxes primarily on a higher income group, everybody below that income level doesn't care. They don't give a rodent's rectum if you raise taxes on the guy down the street. He's making more than you. All the way around, it makes sense to get rid of any kind of tax on anything you already own. And I can't think of an argument for uh, to continue down this path. You're a senior. This woman is 94 years old. And in their increase, and they increase your tax. I love this. You know, everybody, and I hear the Republicans screaming about this. Biden wants to increase taxes by taxing unrealized gains. You have a stock, it increased in value. Even if you haven't sold it, he wants to tax it. And Republicans are going, no, you can't do that. It's not fair. But we do it all the time. If the value of your home goes up, even if you haven't realized it, you haven't sold the home and, and profited from it. They tax it at a greater rate. They take more money. The same is true, of course, with the personal property tax as well. Anybody who's got a car in the state of Missouri knows what happened when the chip shortage drove up the value of used cars. You didn't get more money out of your car. It's not like it was, you know, just spitting money out of the radiator. But they took more money out of your pocket. It's an unrealized gain. Republicans in the legislature who are listening to me right now, why don't you, because you're the party of smaller government, and you have control of the House, you have control of the Senate, you have the control of the governor's mansion, why don't you take it upon yourself to get rid of this? I know there is a senator, a Missouri state senator, who's been working hard to get rid of the personal property tax, and you people won't even get off the dime and do that. Well, what good are you if you aren't able or willing to make changes that would make this state the hottest uh, market, the hottest property in the, in the whole country? Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
It is uh, 1035. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. And a message from Richard on the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. He said, I no longer say the Pledge of Allegiance for a number of reasons, one of which is saying indivisible voluntary entrance into the union should allow voluntary withdrawal. Uh, then I got Richard here who says, agree on the real estate tax and personal property. I live on Social Security, and it is a challenge to come up with the money. It's my largest annual expense. Price says I live in a rural fire protection district, and I can see a property tax to support that. We currently do not have a property tax to support it. It would be basically insurance that you pay to the fire department instead of the insurance company. Uh, see, I disagree with you, Price. I think the fire department should be billing people. You want us to come put your fire out, you give us this number of dollars every month or this much every year. And if something happens, you're covered. But I don't think everybody should be billed for that. What if somebody doesn't want that? They shouldn't be forced to pay for it. Uh, so Price goes on to say, I would prefer it to be voluntary. If you don't want to pay for fire protection, they could let your house burn. Yeah, now you, I, I should have read the second paragraph. You're right on the money here. But the state will not allow that since the fire department must respond to every fire in the district, whether they have paid their dues or not. Well, then, then we change the state law. But that, again, is the result of the state sticking their noses into local operations. If they were not required to respond, I suspect that many more residents would be paying their dues. Yeah, they are enabling people, encouraging people to do the wrong thing. So it should be voluntary. And the fire department should have the discretion to say, if you didn't pay, I'm not... Uh, we're not coming out. And in other states, that's the way it works. Do you remember, Brian, about eight or nine years ago, we were on the air and some guy was suing because they, uh, the fire department did bill directly and he didn't pay? Correct. I do his remember house, that. Yes. His house burned down. The fire department showed up to make sure his neighbor's houses didn't burn <laughs> down, but they didn't put out his house. I guarantee you, anybody in that community that watched that happen, they started paying their dues whenever it was due. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the real estate taxes, most of the money, as I recall, went to education. Most yep. of it. A big chunk. Yep. But the other uh, forms of taxation were like law enforcement, infrastructure, Transportation, parks. <laughs> you know how much we love parks. Oh, yeah. You can never have enough parks in <laughs> Columbia. Water, uh, sewer. or Springfield. Uh, Bill says, paying for fire protection was the way it was when I was young. I can remember when my father paid for it once a year. It's the way it ought to be. But the real estate tax, a tax on anything you already own, it should be unconstitutional. I don't know where they get the authority to do that. And this 94-year-old Geraldine Tyler, they took her house, sold it, 
paid themselves their back taxes, and then kept the net proceeds. Do you know what their loophole was that allowed them to keep that excess money? Was the fact that as soon as she didn't pay the bill, she lost ownership of the property. Thus, she no longer had the equity. That's what they argued and won. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. That means she never owned the house. Correct. And none of us do. Do you remember that piece that you and I put up on Facebook about the the uh, woman uh, talking to the county assessor? Yes. About her real estate tax? Uh-huh. It, it, it went viral. Uh, I can't remember how many people looked at it, but it was hundreds of thousands. This woman is talking to this guy who wants to collect the real estate tax. At least I think that's uh, that was his uh, his role. And she said, I own the house, but I can't remodel it without your permission. I have to pay you rent forever. Uh, I can't expand it. Um, I can't, you know, she went through that whole list of things you can't do to your house uh, when you're supposed to own it. I, I wish we could dig that one up because it was a it was a great piece. Anyway, can anybody within the sound of my voice rationalize keeping a real estate tax, much less a personal property tax? Somebody give me an excuse for why we're putting up with this. And I'm telling you, I am I guarantee you, if the only tax you had to pay in the state of Missouri was a sales tax, businesses would flock. I mean, they would flock here. They would open up warehouses here. They would, they would open up manufacturing facilities here. They would create jobs everywhere. People would be rolling in dough. Because we would be the best place in the entire country to run a business. You know, these, you look at uh, um, any of these major manufacturers, they'll turn around and build uh, you know, a couple of hundred thousand square foot warehouse or manufacturing facility. Imagine if they could come here and do that and not have to pay that monumental real estate tax. If the only thing they had to pay was the sales tax. They'd be dying to get here. And that would create competition. Other states would say, well, gee, we can't get anybody to move here. They're all going to Missouri. We should do the same thing Missouri is doing. And when that happens, you have real competition. That's when government fights to shrink instead of expand. The, second, the, the moment a second state would do that, that's when the competition to shrink the size of government would begin. Because everybody would, if you want to compare the cost of living, and you have two states that are only collecting uh, a consumption tax, you know right away which one is better. You don't have to try and calculate what the income tax versus the sales tax and the real estate tax and the personal pro. You just have consumption tax. And you look at both states and you go, that's the state with the lowest consumption tax. That's the best place to live. And when that starts happening, government starts fighting to shrink. 
right now you can hardly do that. You can't accurately do that. Missouri should be the pilot. Missouri should be the state that does this. Because nobody could stop you. You Republicans in, in control of the House and the Senate and the governor's mansion, nobody could stop you. You would do this and this state would prosper. Uh, Richard uh, says, back in the 50s in St. Louis County, a homeowner had to purchase a tag from the fire department so the department would know to put out the fire. No tag, no fire extinguishing. That would just work beautifully. The more states that do it, the stronger the competition, the stronger the competition, the smaller government is. Um, it just it it just it just works. It just works. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. You can also go to GaryNolan.com uh, and send me a message there. It will come in. You don't have to sign anything. You don't have to put up with cookies. It just works. Uh, well, we got somebody on property tax. It's Mel. Mel, welcome. How are you? Good, doing well, Gary. And you? I am well, thank you. Um. We were talking about the taxes, you know, they offset or they people who were renting did not have to pay rent anymore, but guess who's still collecting taxes on those properties? Landlord is the, the landlord is gonna cover in the price of the rent the real estate tax. Yeah, you, but if you're not paying the rent, who's gonna be paying the tax without oh, getting rent? If you're if you got a rental property and nobody is renting? Well, you remember during COVID, you didn't have to pay rent. Oh, God. How stupid was that? Yes. And, but the landlord still had to pay the taxes, although he's not getting any rental money coming in. And guess who then is going to own the property and force the people that didn't pay rent to have to pay rent to the state? It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, it, it just, it, it needs to go away, period. That's it. It just is, it's almost like being in a communist country. Isn't it? Absolutely. You lose your house if you don't pay the rent. All right. Yeah. Mel, Thanks. I, I got to run, but I appreciate the call. Thank you for being with us. Uh, all right. Uh, up against the clock, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll see if there's an update on that uh, Missouri law enforcement officer uh, and uh, whether or not they've actually captured the uh, the assailant we'll do that next on the Gary Nolan show the Zimmer Radio Network 1051 glad to have you with us glad to be with you 874-9390-800-529-5572 we will check in and find out uh, in the next hour uh, if there's any more update on the uh, shooting in Herman, Missouri uh, a, a really uh, sad uh, I would argue event uh, these law enforcement officers who take such risks every day, just putting on the uniform um, and being vilified in the news and in many cases uh, by uh, the, the mayors and governors of their states. Fortunately, fortunately, the governor in the state of Missouri 
is is not one of those governors. He is a supporter of law enforcement. Uh, but certainly we've seen uh, everything from Ferguson, even here in Columbia at one point, um, they were uh, going after law enforcement. It just doesn't seem fair to me. In the meantime, on taxes, uh, let me get uh, Ashland. We'll go up there. Ashland, Tommy, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. I think you're just looking at everything a little bit sideways here. See, if all these folks that are making house payments would look at their payments and their tax is taken out of their payment. So, it's, I mean, they're, they're making it in with their house payment. So what would happen if they didn't have to do that, they could have their houses paid off in 15 years instead of 30. Well, now, see, the banking industry, they don't want that. Because if you pay your house off too soon, they're not making as much money. So, see, you're kind of looking at it wrong. If you were a banker, you would say, let's leave it all like it is, because that way you're going to make payments for 30 years instead of 15. Yeah, so my that's house. how they look at it. And then if you took that tax off, like when these businesses come to Missouri, they're going to bring a lot of riffraff people in here. And riffraff you know, people? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Businesses are going to bring riffraff people in here? Yeah. If you open up a factory or a warehouse, you're going to get a lot of people in here, and you don't know what kind of people you're bringing in. So maybe we should seal off the borders now? We probably should. Because see, yeah. if, if we lower our taxes and make this desirable, you're going to have a lot of extra people here, and you don't know who's coming into this town. You might get you somebody might get more from... more Democrats in here. You might get people from Cleveland. You um, may, and you might get a Democrat or two we don't need. Yeah, but I think the reason they would be moving here would be because of the environment being friendly to make, you know, for businesses. And I think that would change a lot of Democrat minds. Well, I, I hope so, because I'll tell you what, this this tax, personal property and real estate, is, is reaching in your back pocket and stealing all your money. And, and people are, I think they're just too stupid to realize that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Could be. But I'm trying, Tommy. I am trying to explain well, I'm on it. I'm your team. Keep up the good work. Thanks, buddy. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I actually, my house is almost paid off. I, we flipped a house in Missouri. We flipped a place here. We keep doing that. My house is almost paid off. But I pay more in insurance and real estate tax than I do in, in my, uh, my mortgage. And, and frankly, the biggest chunk of that isn't even my insurance. It's the real estate tax. I don't know. I don't know why we put up with it. I have, I have no idea why we don't rise up. I have no idea why the Republicans don't, being in control of the entire state, make this the place to open a business. I, can you imagine somebody wants to open up a 50,000 square foot warehouse and they go to any state in the union, New Hampshire, Texas, Florida, any state in the union, they get this huge real estate bill. But if they come to Missouri, they don't. Oh. And if they don't have to pay an income tax, it's just a consumption tax. Wow. I'm telling you, that that could be a revolution around the country. Uh, let's head down to Jeff City. Bill, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I, I really enjoyed going up to my 
tax collector on the 31st and writing a big old check and property taxes and, and uh, enjoying the fact that 75% or maybe more of that money is going to failing public schools. Yeah, good investment, huh? Oh, it's great investment. You, you want to talk about you don't know why people are doing that. I mean, look at that. Look at the latest grades that came out on these schools here a week or so ago and compare that to the, the money that your, your property taxes is going to support them. I just wish there was a way, other than your idea, of holding these, these schools feet to the fire. And if you're going to fail, you're going to lose evaluation on your, your property tax. Because where I live at, more than 75% of my, my money goes straight to the public schools. Not to law enforcement, not to fire, but to the schools. And they fail. These schools are failing. And then the other thing that tricks my trigger is they want more. They, yeah. These schools are coming after us for more money. They want the state-of-the-art, best-of-the-best buildings and property. And then, like you've said many times, they think that throwing money at the problem is going to fix it. It's not. Yet these teachers are screaming for pay raises. And, and you know what? I don't blame the teachers. I blame the administration. I blame these school boards. I don't blame the teacher. And it, it just makes me sick that I look at how much money that we dump into the coffers for these public schools and, and these kids can't even read and write proficiently and, and demand not to have to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And, and it's just crazy. Let's have let's have the government out of all of that stuff. I, I, easier, I can't, I, I easier just, said than done, brother. Easier said than done. Well, you know, if we could get the support we needed... Financially, to get this on the uh, on the ballot, I think we could win. I think, I think you yourself said here a little while back that you weren't a big supporter of the charter school initiative. Is that right? I I favor the dollar follow the scholar. If you can't get rid of government taking my money to educate your neighbors' kids, then at the very least, let the dollar follow the st- the scholar. Let the kid well, take you got, that. You got parents to send their kids to Tolton and Elias and spend all that extra money to send their kids there but still have to pay the property taxes for public school. Yeah, seems unfair so, to me. Yeah. All right, man. Take all right, care. Bill. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, not only that, uh, then there's the homeschoolers. Those are the kids probably getting the finest education, and it doesn't cost you anything, and yet those parents are still paying for your kids' education. Insane. It really is. Gary Nolan shows Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.